This week we're going to talk about Jesus is always with you. Jesus is always with you. And some of you are probably asking, really? Jesus is with me when I can't see him. Jesus is in this room with us right now. We can't see him, but I know he's here. But before we talk about that, we answer that question, because I know some of you have that question. I want to ask you another question. How many of you are afraid of the dark? Raise your hand. Alright, there's a couple. How many of you are afraid of the dark? And how many of you are afraid of the dark, but you won't admit it in front of your friends? <laughs> Come on, bike team, tell the truth. I want you to imagine that you're out in the middle of a deep, dark jungle at night. Think of the deepest, darkest jungle in Kampuchea and imagine you're out there in the middle, in the middle of the night. Are you afraid? Uh, Elias is not afraid. My goal is to make Elias afraid by the end of this message. But for the good, re- for good reasons. Um, obviously, there's a lot of reasonable things to be afraid of in the jungle. A lot of good reasons. There's things you can trip on. There's holes you can fall into. There's, yeah, there's mud, there's water that you can sink in. And that's just the land. Think of all the animals that are out there. In the middle of the dark. Spiders and snakes. And uh, leeches, yeah? yeah. We'll talk about that. You walk through that, you'll have like 10 leeches on your ankle. There's probably bigger things out there too with very sharp teeth that are even scarier. But do you know what's even worse? Worse than f- worrying about tripping or f- being afraid of animals that will bite you? How many of you, when you're in a place like that, feel like there's something evil or scary out there that wants to get you. You're really afraid because you feel like something's there waiting for you. 
ហើយនឹងរៀនអំពីចាត់បងអំពីការវិកវើនជាទាហាតយ៉ាងand one of the fa- most famously difficult tests in all of the army. Everybody's scared of this one. It's called the compass test. And what the compass test is, is you go out into a very, very, very large area of land. And this land is covered with jungle and hills and swamps. This place is very difficult to even walk around in. But do you want to know what the worst part is? You do the test in the middle of the night. And you do it. And you do it alone. So before the test starts, they give you a flashlight. They give you a compass. I forgot to explain what a compass is. Does everybody know what a compass is? A compass is a small machine that you use to find your way around. It tells you which way is north and south and east and west. So you have the flashlight because it's at night. You have the compass. And then they give you a map. And this map is of this big area that we are going into for the test. And they give you a list of numbers that represent marks, different compass points on that map. And these compass points are represented in the real world by camouflaged containers. And these containers are about this big. And they have a number in them that you have to record when you find the point. If If you find the point. And I can tell you that they're almost impossible to see, even in the daytime, but especially at night. So you're sent out with this equipment over many, many kilometers of jungle. It's 
And you have six hours to find your compass points. And if you don't find all of your compass points, you fail the test. And this is a very, very bad thing in the army. So the test happens over two nights. The first night you go out in a group of four other soldiers. And this is so you can practice and learn and help each other. But the second night you go out completely alone. And I can tell you that both nights are very scary. Even with three other American soldiers with you, the jungle is very scary at night. And of course, as an American soldier, we had to act tough. What is, what is We act? had to act very oh, okay. manly. Okay. Oh, oh, that's it. Oh. American Army. <laughs> so here's me and three other soldiers acting tough. And if we see that somebody's acting scared, of course we made fun of them. Oh, did you hear something that scared you? Do you want your mommy to come here and hold your hand? And probably we were teasing them because we were feeling extremely scared ourselves. Okay. So even though we're with these tough, I mean, we're talking tough army guys with guns. I had a, I had a machine gun. And I promise you, all of us were feeling it. We were scared. But that is nothing compared to the fear that I felt the next night. I'm out in the jungle, in the deep dark jungle, for six hours. Going all over six kilometers looking for my compass points. So why is the fear with the group the night before not as bad as this night? We were in the same jungle, doing the same things, in the same darkness. But the fear was less with people with you. So when I was out there my second night on the compass course, Yes. Do you want to know what the worst thing that happened was? I came to a huge, deep, smelly swamp. That's what it looked like during the day. 
That's what, the, uh, that's what the forest looked like during the day, so you can imagine what this thing looked like at night in the pitch black. And one of the things they taught us to do in training was how to go around swamps using your compass and your map if you came to one. But they told you that if you did go around the swamp like this, it was almost completely impossible for you to find your next compass point. The best thing to do was go straight through the swamp. So this is what I did. And I can tell you that I was extremely afraid to go into the swamp. Again, this is blackout. It's completely dark and all I have is a little flashlight. I was not a Christian at this time. But I can tell you, I prayed and prayed in that swamp. I prayed before I got into the swamp. I prayed while I was walking through this long, deep swamp. Sometimes the black water, and this stuff smells like sewage, by the way. The black water smells like sewage. Like sewage. Like, uh, yeah, it smells like that. Okay. So I'd be waiting. Sometimes it was up to my chest, and I'd have my compass and my map and my flashlight up above my head. So I was praying the whole time that something didn't bite me. And that I didn't sink and die in the swamp, in the mud. Because that can happen in a swamp. And then I would come out the other side and find my compass point. And I can tell you that I did. I came out on the other side. I was okay and I found my compass point. And uh, I passed the test. Tough. This is like almost like 20 years ago. <laughs> it's like years. Um, and I've continued to call on God ever since. When I'm in a scary and dark situation in my life, I, I pray to God, just like I prayed in that swamp. So who do you call out to when you're alone in the darkness? When you're facing a scary, difficult situation in your life, and you think something's going to hurt you, who do you go to? And I'm here to tell you today 
that Jesus wants to be your companion in the darkness. Obviously, Christmas time is a very important time of the year for Christians. This is the time of year where we celebrate the birth of Jesus in this world. And we celebrate the miracles that he did when he was there and that he's still doing in the world today. And this is the beginning of how Jesus is always with you. God came into this world as Jesus to show his love to us. And as he was living his life in this world, he showed us exactly who God is. And he lived his life as the best possible example for us. And the Bible records what he did when he was here, what he said and what he taught. And the Bible is always with us. But at the end of the time, the time he spent here on earth, Jesus said that he would remain, his spirit would remain in the hearts of those that believed in him and followed him. And he said his spirit would be in their hearts forever. And that he would uh, never leave us. And this is the best example of how Jesus is always with us. If you believe in Jesus, his spirit comes to live in your heart. And he stays in your heart forever. So take out your Bible Word of the Week card for this week. And uh, we're going to read this together. If anyone believes that Jesus is God, his spirit lives inside their hearts. Okay, so, how? How is this possible? How does Jesus come to live in our heart? Well, to begin with, you can see here in the verse that we need to believe that Jesus is God. Or, we at least need to believe that Jesus could be God. And that we want to get to know him and we want to begin to begin to follow him in our lives. And then all you have to do is say a simple prayer. All you have to do is ask Jesus to come into your heart. And your life will begin to change.
you won't have to live in fear anymore. And the changes might happen quickly. Or they might happen slowly over days or weeks or even months. But your life will definitely change in a, mis- in a miraculous way. And you will start to see Jesus differently. And you'll start to see other people in the world differently. And you'll start to see the world in a better way. So whenever you're facing darkness or swamp in your life, and you're dealing with any of the scary problems that we all deal with. I want you to remember that Jesus is always with you. So I want to pray with you now. And if you've never prayed to Jesus before, and you've never asked Jesus to come into your heart before. But you want to do that today. I want you to pray along with me. Father God, we just pray to you today. We pray that if there is anyone here in this place that has not yet given their life to you, has not yet yet asked Jesus to come into their heart. But they're beginning to believe. And they want to feel the change that comes from your spirit living in our hearts. I pray that they will open up to your spirit today. So Lord, we pray that you forgive us our sinfulness and our brokenness. And even though we don't fully understand who you are yet, and even though we might be somewhat scared of making a decision like this, I pray that you will come into my heart transform my heart and my life and help me to begin to follow you and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.